0: Is hot girl summer still happening this year? How many carbs are in a white claw? If I squat every day, will I get a dump truck. I'm Shay. I'm Leah. We are Two Tone training. training. You're listening to Don't Tone Alone. All right, is it getting hot in here or is it just the sweaty coat? Um, you guys need to tune into the YouTube and see this man on screen for yourself. You will be hot and bothered. Um, we've got Lewis Weber here. He is a team lead for um, Equinox, an amazing group fitness instructor. You guys might recognize him from the Equinox franchise or you might recognize him from the Instagram lives that took place during quarantine. Um, some of you might still be sore from them I'm, I know I I'm still am. mad at you I'm in so case you were wondering <laughs> Shay dragged me to one of his workouts during quarantine she was like oh I have this this guy he's an Equinox instructor let's do one of his workouts it should be good I swear to you I couldn't walk for one full week Oh, One week week makes it look so effortless and he's like, Oh no, no. And keep, keep going with the reps. So yeah. that was like, the oh, running I, joke. I, no, I was
1: dying. I was totally dying the whole time, but you got to fake it till you make it.
0: You <laughs> did not miss a beat during quarantine. I feel like you have stayed in just like impeccable, <laughs> impeccable shape throughout. And is that, is that just <laughs> an <rude>. Instagram <laughs> facade or have you really just stayed? I know the filters shape. are getting really good these days. So is it, <laughs> is it for, um, real?
1: so I'm, so I'm not very tech savvy. So it's not really a lot of filters. <laughs> I wish that I, I wish that face, face tune and that whole, <laughs> that whole thing is like my world, but it's really not. I'm not good with the phones. So yeah, what you what what you see is what you get.
0: Wow. He's like, I really am this beautiful. <laughs> he's like, I didn't even use the sharpen <laughs> no, tool. I didn't, you know, <laughs> I no, didn't use I'm the sharpen like, tool. I wish,
1: that I, could, I wish that I could be better. Like I see no. making all these crazy videos and editing them and putting music and putting all this background stuff. And I'm like, here this is you get a five second video that's all you get
0: i mean (laughs) but but the content is still amazing the workouts are amazing so it's fine you don't need the glitz and the glam and i think that kind (laughs) of like translates into your in-person classes as well right it's not a whole lot of like showy whatever it's kind of like this is the move this is the killer workout like um come with me or don't (laughs) right and you kind of know what you're gonna get (laughs) yeah no i think uh people people make comments to shay and i like how do you speak while you teach and i just feel like not even on near the level of lewis when he's doing his just like backflips and his like (laughs) row to split and then still has like a full conversation without losing breath It's it's a skill it's
1: impeccable well it is a skill but it's a skill you learn over time Trust me, I busted my ass many times on camera. So <laughs>
0: that's part of the I remember one experience. time trying to do it. I
1: remember trying to. I remember trying to do a handstand from a burpee, and I flipped by mistake and hit the phone. Everything just fell i promise you there's a there's a ton of bloopers on youtube
0: <laughs> oh my god we're gonna we're gonna have to go uncover those i don't know how we missed those speak speaking of bloopers though you were showing me his uh instagram stories the other day and you're like he's known oh, for the yes. funny gifs or memes or i don't know is it a gif is it a meme yeah just these crazy so, fitness videos that catch people's attention and when you post your class schedule that's like your thing
1: correct and and that's the main goal i i, I was trying to figure out a way of of getting the members or getting everyone's attention because if you see a black and white if you just see words on there okay. it looks boring right okay. so I felt that a good way to get the members attentions to like all right look at my class schedule is let me put something funny it could be a fit fail it could be a gym fail it could be just today I posted about this grandma she's <laughs> I saw that eating ostrich and I'm like but you know what it's like the, the little things whatever makes me happy in the morning at five o'clock in the morning if, if it makes me laugh, it's going to make somebody else laugh. So why not put my schedule on that?
0: And it might just convince them to come to your class. Like, you know, that was just it might funny just enough, them to come the to chance class. of that old woman being in class, maybe, <laughs> um, but Lewis, are there any fitness fails that you can kind of share with us? You talk about teaching kind of like live and maybe in person on camera. What do you have any moments that come to mind?
1: Uh, yes, several. Um, <laughs> so you have to adapt and you have to adapt and overcome. Uh, during the pandemic, you know, we were completely shut down in New York. We didn't have anything. I didn't have weights, so for me to do a box jump, I would use step stools. The step stools were pretty high, but after doing a couple of of um, actual like intervals, you're you're sweating all over the place. It's hot, so I slipped on the rug. I tripped on the on the on the step stool, busted my butt. I also did a handstand, like I said, oh, one time. I flipped over and completely like hit the TV and everything else, just like little things like that. But I promise you, I definitely busted my ass many times.
0: Are you someone who then deletes the content after it, or you're kind of like no shame in the game, no. I'm keeping that live? <laughs> Absolutely not. No,
1: <laughs> no. Listen, I'm all about being perfect, but no one's perfect. You know, it's the if you really love this job, if you love what you do, you got to laugh with all the fails that you're going to have. And you you know, gotta... that's how you become who you are. And, mm-hmm. and for me, it's funny. You know, I've, every time I, I teach class, if I do something dumb and I, you know, break a mirror, it's happened. <laughs> yeah. You, you're just like, okay, let me just work around this. Just laugh about it and call it a day um can't really fix those things
0: i think it humanizes you a bit too especially like with the equinox instructors i think these members come in and i mean they're amazing human beings but they see you and you're like on this pedestal so when you do have those (laughs) mess ups they're like okay he's human i can mess up you can mess up we can all mess up
1: like i was saying before it like i like the i liked the the mystery behind (laughs) you know you know not really getting to know the members very well because I didn't want them to get too personal. Right. So if one thing I was good about was trying to keep my personal life, you know, very separate from my job. However, that also makes you look slightly unapproachable. And I heard that word many times. Now, I don't want a members ever to feel like I'm unapproachable, but I did like that mystery. It made them work out a little bit harder just because didn't, they didn't know what, what I was going to say or, or how I was going to react to it um so but t- yeah lewis take us through every like, time you see those
0: when someone's in huh? a class with you like what's your vibe like are you the he is. the hard ass I, yeah I... he was my mentor and i remember being like so intimidated and Aura was like oh like lewis is gonna be your mentor and I was like, like oh my god if i mess <laughs> up
1: like my life my <laughs> life is over <laughs> like you call people out <laughs> so
0: individually my... no shame
1: no 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 so you know i don't I don't believe in calling people out unless you do something completely stupid or inappropriate. And by inappropriate, I mean, if you're on your phone or if you're just not paying attention to the class and you're talking during the class, just the little things that, that I guess probably annoy everybody, not just me. Um, So those things I do call out. As far as you, as far as, let's say if I see you do a deadlift incorrectly or if you're not lifting enough, those are not things to call out a member on. I just go up to them and try to help them out or, you know, kind of like give them that one-on-one so they don't feel so like out of the loop. Right. Um, but you don't ever want you never want to call out members like that. Yeah, that, that would be embarrassing. You yeah. <laughs>
0: do not want to be attacked, especially by Lewis. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Um, but you just,
1: you just, but like you said, it's, it's, an, it's, it's hard enough for you to go in there and take a class. If you have a instructor, that's slightly intimidating, but maybe that's the reason why you're taking their class. You don't want to scare them away. Um, So if, you know, by me going ahead and probably calling them out on the microphone, I'm just doing, I'm doing them, I'm not doing them any favors. Yeah. Probably just gonna cause them for them not to ever come back.
0: Right, no, it's the broad statements. And it's like, if the shoe fits, like, hey, like, (laughs) hey class, if you think you can lift a little bit heavier, lift a little bit heavier. And then someone's like, shoot, yeah, (laughs) shoot, yeah.
1: You never know why someone is taking your class. You just, you just, you just never know. We, in my head, I want to tell myself that everyone comes to take your class because they want to be fit or they want to get a good workout in, but someone could just have, you know, they probably just had a bad day. They lost a significant other or they lost a loved one and they just want to space out and get away. They might not really want to lift heavy or go as fast as everybody else. They just want to space out. So you can call those people out, you know, and, and make their day even worse when they just came to your class to make the, their day better, to make their day better, a little bit better, you know?
0: preach and Louis so I love how you referred your, to and yourself that's as, a lesson and that i oh, sorry go ahead and
1: that's a lesson I learned a long time ago you know because you're a young instructor you're a brat you're not very <laughs> there and I remember I got called out for that you know just pretty much saying that I was a little too aggressive or too hard and I remember member was just there because they lost a loved one so it's just uh I guess it's a. Uh, one of those learning, learning points of life that you're just like, okay, I got to change this.
0: Yeah. I think that's a lesson that we can learn in all aspects of life. You never know what <laughs> someone else is going through, you know? And with that being said, yeah. Lewis, I know you talked about kind of being the mystery man and I'm so happy that this is your first podcast and we really get to kind of know ow, you ow. on a personal level. Um, obviously we know you, but, um, for those of you who don't, um, I know that through the pandemic, you kind of went through a big transition. You were in living in New York, you, along with a million other fitness (laughs) instructors, (laughs) fitness professionals really had to kind of adapt to the time. And those of you who did the Instagram lives, you saw Lewis kind of like, what was it? A studio apartment doing Lowe's box jumps in front of your bed with your dog. You were living with your significant other at the time. And now look at you like new apartment, like Tanner than ever buffer than ever (laughs) walk. us through kind of I guess the shutdown in New York and kind of that well what's happened since
1: um uh, you know it's heartbreaking New York was um uh, well it's, it's it's come back but at the time you're going through all these different changes not you but you're, you're watching it on the news you can't see anybody the city comes to life at 7 p.m because we go outside and we just you know we hit pans and we clap and it's the only time that you really get to experience other people if you're not going to the supermarket. So yeah, it was very rough. Um,
0: and at the time you were a group fitness manager,
1: right? I was a manager. Correct. And, and my schedule was, was insane, but you know, I loved the human interaction If you know, like I I said to you, if, if I take you on as, as a as someone that I want to train or I want to sculpt is because I really do enjoy one-on-one. I love teaching others on, on listen, this is what your, your, your positive outlook should be, what your goals should be like learning how to interact with other people, learning what your, your pros on. Cause I, I can tell you, Hey Leah, I, I want you to be just like me, but that might not be your forte. You have to find your energy. Right. So, so having that every single day, and then one day saying, you're done, like shut down completely. You have 60, 70 instructors under you, messaging you, emailing you, what's going on? When are we gonna reopen? Do you think I'm gonna get my job back? It, it was hard. It was very hard. Um, I did call all the instructors for Brookfield Place, at least for my, for my gym. And um, I tried to be there for them as much as I could. But, but it, yeah, it was, it was, it was hard. Um, I, I don't know, I guess I, 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 am taken back at times with, with how I was fig- able to figure that out. You know, I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know a lot about Instagram or doing live videos or, you know, it, live videos, everyone's watching you. So I went from right. being this guy that I didn't want my life to be too out there to now I'm shooting a video for my own home. <laughs> where you're seeing my dog, where you're seeing my furniture, where you're seeing where I live, and I, I didn't know how to how to handle that
0: fully exposed. Um, and wait, before this though, so you had like some. I feel like you did have an Instagram following from I'm sure like mostly like members and stuff following you, kind of like the Equinox right. clout. But then um, I'm sure you saw those numbers kind of go up when you started
1: doing those lives. It they they tripled and quadrupled. Wow. Um, I started. One of my, one of my friends, one of my, um, one of my Equinox friends was just like, Hey, listen, why don't you have such a great platform? Why don't, why don't you just do these videos on live? Other instructors started to pick up on it and saying, All right, well, this works for you. How are you, how are you doing it? And I wasn't even charging for it. I was just doing live videos. It gave me a purpose. It gave me a schedule. Um, and I started guiding other instructors on how to do that. And then the way that it branched out, I would tag the instructors on my stories saying, hey, guys, these are some instructors that you can, you know, go on their Instagrams. They're also doing live workouts. And next thing you know, I'm getting members from Canada, Vancouver, Mexico, California, wow. Europe. It just it, it was it's still to this day insane. Because I still get messages from a lot of these members and not even members that were current Equinox members, but members that were members five years ago, seven years ago that I, I had no idea still followed me or followed other instructors that followed me. So that was pretty cool. Um, I got to say, as, as far as the instructors, the ones that I was really close to, we we helped each other out. You've heard of Orr, of yeah,
0: um, fave. John
1: Cianca. You know it's it's there's a lot of, a lot of the instructors we we went on on these live classes, and it gave us a purpose. It just it it, it made things a little bit better for us because going from having a very strict schedule, five, six five, six, seven classes in a day, rushing, catching the one, catching the two, catching the five, and just going all over to the city to just now, what's your purpose?
0: I know, you know and like, it's really interesting how so many instructors adapted it, and like how many now are kind of like taking full advantage of the virtual fitness scene and have really grown yep. their brand. So definitely a double edged sword there, as far as like so devastating that these gyms were closing down. But it's amazing to see kind of what has come from the pandemic. But I guess getting a little bit more into what was happening in the pandemic. So you were with your significant other at the time. I forget. Is was he in fitness as well?
1: So I, I don't I actually can't mention his name. Okay. I don't think I can. But he was a he was a professional athlete and competed in gymnastics. Uh never made it to the Olympics, but did compete in worlds. Um once he retired, he opened his own uh gymnastics studio for kids. Um was it At the time, did it feel like it was right? Yeah. Because in my world, I'm like, all right, well, you're in fitness. I'm in fitness. Yeah. Like when you describe it, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot in common. And what I didn't realize is how much we didn't have in common. And I think we knew exactly. We knew how much in common we didn't have. But the the pandemic really brought out this other side of it. Um, like I said, you, you know, you're going from like this everyday lifestyle. Yeah. To all of a sudden, it's, it's, it's shut down and, and just cut from your life. Some of us can, you know, move past that and make something out of it. Like I did him in his case, he, he just did not. He fell very much into depression. He, there was a, you know, countless things that happened because of that. And it definitely drove us apart.
0: I, mean, I think the pandemic did that for a lot of people. It They went one way or another. Either you found including out. Including myself. Yeah. Either you found out you were in fact very compatible or you really weren't because I mean if you think about it your life just stops. All of a sudden you have all this time to spend together to get to know each other and Shay for you it just quickly was like uh uh-uh, uh this is not it. This is not it and I mean I feel like yeah. it didn't even it was like literally the first day of the pandemic so I can't even say we like <laughs> survived any of it. Like, um, But now I'm almost like I feel like that has to be like a true test to any relationship right like let me lock you in a two by two apartment for three months and let's see if we can really make it work
1: you know relationships are hard as is and I feel that when it comes to our field they're even harder there's a lot of things that go with it whether it be that you're teaching now a class of 30 and there's You know, there's jealousy that can be with it. There has to be like this really immense trust in your partner for you to do this job. I yeah, want to talk a little you know, bit Lewis about is. that. Yeah, think, let's like, dive
0: into that a little bit. I was saying to Leah, I was like, the thing about Lewis is like the people that go to his class, like Lewis is so pretty that I think girls and guys are both like, just go not only for a great workout, but to look at Lewis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I can imagine <laughs> that being a really hard thing for a relationship a significant other. So is there any like kind of like advice you can give for maybe people kind of dealing with something similar because you also don't want to be that instructor to be like and i'm taking i'm taking everyone back off
1: <laughs> so again there, there there are there are ways for you to you know i guess talk to members without you being flirtatious or over the top you you could totally give someone kudos or say that they they look fantastic or they did a great job without necessarily feeling like they're they're about to get your number right, right? so like I said before, with with I tried to keep my life very private, It that actually helped me out a lot. You know, I wouldn't give out my number just to anybody. If I did talk to someone, it would be through Instagram or through messaging. Um, if someone invited me over, let's say, let's go out to dinner or let's go, you know, I'm celebrating so-and-so's birthday. It's, it's, it's not because I didn't necessarily like the person. I just, I knew to keep myself somewhat at an arm's distance so it's it was it wouldn't be too much right of course there are people there are members that after many years i grew these immense friendships and you know like almost like a family but you're already past the whole attraction thing you're already past the whole like i feel like they're you know they they have some sort of attraction towards me it's it's not even about that it's it's more like you're you just build a bond um I I don't know. I I'd, I'd say that for and just talking about just me being gay in general in New York City I think that that is probably one of the hardest things that you could put a guy through because there are many gyms with a lot of gay attractive guys. Yeah. So it being that I would say that you know gay men tend to be slightly more Easygoing, flirtatious—that um, world for me. It, it, though I was though it was difficult, I was able to always keep it far enough that I never felt like I was giving anyone
0: false expectations you know, or leading anyone. Yeah, correct.
1: Yeah. Well, there
0: you go, fill in the blanks for me. <laughs> I got you, I got you. Um, Will you talk about some of the um, difficulties and obstacles of being a gay man in New York City and kind of saying how it is there are so many others and it's easy to cross lines and all that, but I want to take it a little bit further back in in your story. Um, you know, obviously you are an aspirational person as it is, but I can imagine you are a role model for so many people um in the community um lgbtq community do you get messages from people you know that you've helped them out or yeah
1: many and it's it's to me it's 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 more sad i'd say um i don't know i even get emotional about it you you read these you, you never know your impact on someone's life. You, you have, you have actually no idea what's going on in their life and how you, something you said, something you did affected them. And it could be as simple as saying, hello, how are you? And I've had many of those where I'll have a gay man just, you know, they're, they're going through a hard time or they just haven't come out to their family or, you know, their boyfriend just left them, or they don't feel like they're attractive enough, or they don't feel like they're good enough. And it could just be a a small two second interaction with them in class, and you just change their day. Um, but I, you know, you get these, you get these letters, and you don't try to like, fill yourself up with like, oh, you're so amazing. You're so almighty. It's, it's, it's just, it's more like, you just have no idea how you're going to impact someone's life. And it's really cool. That's probably one of my favorite things about this job.
0: And have you always been like, kind of, I know you come off as just like this super confident person. Like have, has that kind of always been the case for you? Or is that something you've kind of like no. grown into like through kind of fitness?
1: I've always been hard headed, that's for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> I've always been, very hard-headed my mom always said that but as far as confidence it it you it takes a long time for you to build confidence you know when you're teaching a class you know public speaking is not easy period um but i was you know my parents were very religious and i had to do a lot of public speaking so maybe that helped um me being hard-headed and talking back to my mom as much as i did maybe that helped (laughs) um sticking to my guns, as far as what I wanted to do as a career. And, you know, as much as my mom wanted me to do something or my grandma wanted me to do something, I always said, I want to do this. And that's the route I was going to go. So, so was I very assertive in what I wanted? Yes. Did, did I always think that I, I was going to be this, you know, know know-it-all guy? No, it took a lot of times, a lot of, especially in New York, you, you get beaten down so much that, you know, you, you build your swag you build
0: i feel like everyone needs to do a few years in new york city like that should be like a rule. like you have to have thick skin and like just a hustle to you
1: my number i would say if there is one thing every parent should do send your kids to new york right before they go to college for one year
0: i agree have
1: them rough it out have them rough it out (laughs) with 600 bucks in their pocket and having to figure out a studio and having to figure out where you're going to eat and what your job is going to be and it's definitely going to put a lots of layers on your skin because you you know you, you have this immense amount of cultures and everyone's you know not out to get everyone i think that everyone in new york just has a purpose like they just they have somewhere to be somewhere to go yeah, and, and stay in their land. that hustle bit. that drive that hustle that drive it, it, you just you learn to respect people for what they just do. And the amount of work that you're gonna be put through to get by, I, I don't think anyone can, Even
0: going to the grocery store is can a mission. That. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I remember my parents dropping me off at school, like in the middle of New York City, and they were just like crying leaving me there. I was like, I cannot believe we're leaving her, just like next to Times Square pretty much. And yeah, uh, I don't know, but I definitely say it's like the best time of my life ever. and. I guess I'm kind of curious, why did you leave New York? Like, why? what prompted the Miami move?
1: All right, so I'm from Miami. Um, I I love Miami. I love my family. Um, I have a pretty good group of friends here. And despite me moving to New York, I still kept in touch with my friends here. Yeah. And with my family. Um, Miami grew as a city. And I saw an opportunity here. To bring that energy that we have in New York to what we can offer here. Um, Like I said, you, you, there are so many, New York city is the Mecca of fitness. The experience that you're going to receive there is like none other, right? The best instructors, the most professional coaches, the most educated people, the hustle, the drive, the energy. Those are things that you just can't learn anywhere. So for me, I moved there for that reason. And I moved to Miami for that same reason. It it just, it, it felt like it was time for me to, you know, feel that same challenge that I had when I moved to New York. But now having that challenge here with a completely new environment of people that don't know who I am.
0: So what do you think the biggest difference between a New York member and a Miami member is <laughs> <laughs> like, can, can you give us a little taste or like an impersonation?
1: I'm going to be beat down for this. I can't necessarily impersonate. Okay. I, I don't think I can impersonate. I, I can say that the member that goes into new york has somewhere to be right afterwards right like they're so they not even no staying for the cool lose. down
0: no they don't have time for the no cool time down. to lose no <laughs> time
1: to lose they get in there they do their work they hustle they sweat they give it their all for 45 minutes whereas here in miami um you know it, it's not so much about time they show up with their modulata, right <laughs> so that was by far one of my, that was my greatest challenge, being able to, you know, direct what I wanted for the class despite having members walk in five minutes late or having a way to, you know, before I would just say, get off your phone. Uh, whereas here I have to kind of like talk them through my expectations of the class in the very beginning. So it drives the energy of a class in a very positive way and not very negative. If that makes any sense?
0: Yeah, I feel like you almost need it. Sounds like a little bit more patience, especially coming
1: coming from New York. <laughs> oh, a ton. I mean, there, when one of the clubs in New York, uh, when we acquired it a long time ago, the members there, the people were there, were very set in their ways. You know, you're going from an old company now to it turning into Equinox, and Equinox has a very specific way of doing things, right? So it's not that we don't care about our members. Of course we care about our members. Their number, like we, we care about everything that they want. But not always does that mean that everything that you want, you get. You know, Obviously, there needs to be a, a balance to that. Um, I, I showed up to this class, and it was supposed to be a 45-minute class, but it really was a minute 15. And I was taking over an instructor that was extremely well-known, extremely popular, and... They put me in there because they they really thought that I could handle this and, and handle these members. Yeah. And I if there was one of the times that I could I could be that I was almost close to crying. Mm-hmm. That was probably it. What what happened? Uh, they just they tore me down in every way that I could be tore down. And like I you know, like you said, your that confidence that you think that you thought you had yeah. all of a sudden just goes out the door. You're like, oh, wow, I just completely lost control of this class and I'm about to just lose my shit. I've had that moment several times here in Miami. Where I'm about to cry because you're so passionate about your job and you just love what you do so well. And these people have no idea who you are. So it's not like I can be that. Hey, guys, I'm from New York. I've been here for 10 years and look at my Instagram and look at my following. That's not. That's not how you go into a class. So I actually would go into the class and you say, hey, guys, my name is Lewis. I moved to New York. would not really even talk about my Instagram or anything like that. And slowly but surely, the members started talking and going through your stuff. And they're like, wait, why didn't you say this before? <laughs> I'm like, because I kind of didn't want to. didn't want to. I wanted that challenge. I, I, I wanted to feel beat down and, you know, having to, like, learn this whole new side of me.
0: So you've almost it's like, like rebranded yourself and no, it does. And I think now Leah, we, we got to go to Miami and take a, take a class. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, you got to do a year it's, in New, New York and then you got to move to Miami to learn the patience piece. <laughs> yeah,
1: It's yeah, it's, you know, life here is just very chill. It's very chill. Uh, you know, I have a hard time sometimes just sitting around and doing nothing, but it's, it's kind of cool. Uh, the, your stress factor, the the amount of stress that I had in New York, I definitely don't have that here. Um, I find myself that I have a little bit more time to do the things that I really love, like running. I love to run. Um, working out. I do spend a little bit more time working out, so maybe that's why my tan's a little better.. Hey. <laughs> um, so when it comes to those things, Miami's really awesome. There's... And
0: wait, and I also have from Instagram have seen you got a new boo. Um, tell spill the right. teeth.
1: Yeah, he's not so new um so i actually was uh dating sean before i moved to new york which is kind of cool oh um, wow. wait how'd you guys meet then like online was, he slid into the DMs. we met no we no i was um i was dating one of sean's friends and i'm not kidding he walked in the door we were at like a house party or something and he walked in the door mind you, i'm dating someone <laughs> he walked in the door and from the moment he walked in my eyes were like locked on him i was like wow this guy's hot
0: and your date eventually, was like um,
1: <laughs> over here yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he but no i don't think he even noticed but you know in my head i was like what the heck is going on um you know eventually i broke up with with my ex and then you know, I started dating Sean. We dated for a very short amount of time. Um, one of the things that I did say to him was I wanted to move to New York. He was very supportive. He was like, Yeah, babe, whatever you gotta do, like go do it. Um, I moved to New York. Eventually, we you know, you can't really have a long-distance relationship and be broke in New York, it just doesn't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> <The> so <struggle. laughs> we stayed friends and we stayed friends for yeah, nine, ten years.
0: Oh my god. And then
1: when before I moved back, everything rekindled. So here we are.
0: I love that. So now oh. you guys are both, yeah, both in Miami, living your best life.
1: We—he lives in Fort Lauderdale. I live here in Miami. We still have our somewhat of our, our own space. Um, we just turned a year, May thirty-first. Oh, now May thirty. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, and it's just. Um, just very go with the flow. It's very happy. It's very different from anything I've ever had. You know, because I've already dated him, I already know him, we've known each other for 10 years. He understands my job, I understand his. So that's kind of cool. It's really easygoing.
0: Does he come to your classes?
1: Uh, I would beg for you to like do a shout and be like, Sean, you have to take his class. That is the one thing that he won't do.
0: Wow. He won't take my What's class. What's his reason? Is he, what's his reason? Is he intimidated? I I have,
1: I have no idea. I just, I think it's more like he just likes to do his thing. And, you know, and, you know, once you step outside of that, it's, it's like me going to his job, I guess, you know, it's probably would not feel the same thing if I'm like, Sean, maybe you should do this Maybe you should do that. So I don't know. Maybe that could be it.
0: So does he work out on his own?
1: Yes, he does. Okay. Yeah. He's
0: hot. (laughs) <laughs> in case you're yeah, wondering yeah,
1: like, he's he is sexy he, yeah he's totally hot <laughs> um yeah he works out on his own he just does his own thing um
0: but you he, keep that part at... yeah separate. it's kind of nice to sometimes huh? like have other things that you can like, bring to the relationship other passions that way it's not it doesn't get stale like sometimes you date people that you think are so so similar and that's truly and then, like, sometimes a snooze the- fest. Right.
1: <laughs> no like we've worked out together like we'll do like our own workout um we've worked out maybe like twice or three times together super you know i don't i don't really tell him what to do i just like he'll ask me what are you doing babe and i'm like all right well i'm doing this and if he wants to join in great if he doesn't want to join that's fine too um i've been to his gym once or twice and when we go there he's doing his thing i'm doing mine this I is really the, need a lot of space.
0: This is a running joke though. Like Leah and I last summer, like our thing, well, we were both kind of single at the time and yeah. we would like invite like people we were kinda of dating to boot camp. And like I'm so a person that's like, if you showed up, if you tried, like, that's attractive to me. Leah is so hard. Like if you're not the best one in the class, then <laughs> like mm, probably not gonna work out. <laughs> she was so hard to I remember us I leaving boot yeah, camp. I where, like think, his I jumping jacks were atrocious.
1: <laughs> I think that could be it too. Like, you know, I, you know I, I, re- I really do respect him and love him so much that maybe in his head he thinks, well, maybe if I can't do 25 pushes back to back, he might think of it yeah. as different. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm going up to New York this coming weekend. I
0: saw, that's amazing.
1: Beyond excited. Whoa, whoa. Like, I'm just so excited.
0: I know it's, the schedule's like, officially per- released. You're doing the Hamptons as well, I saw.
1: I'm doing the Hamptons in July and in August. Um, it's, it's just um, it's kind of nice to go back to the city that built you, mm-hmm. and to like say, "Hey, listen, I'm still here. I didn't forget you guys," and still come back to Miami and do my own thing. Um, Equinox giving me up, give me has been giving me those opportunities, so I'm very excited about that. And, and I did ask Sean. I said, "You don't have to take my class." You can go work out, but I do want you that at some point I need you to just watch me teach or watch me coach Yes, because I want you to understand that side of me, um, but you don't have to take my class.
0: Wow. You're nicer than I am. I'm like, you better believe you're showing up and signing up and bringing three <laughs> friends to come take my class. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I was creeping your Instagram before this, obviously. Um, And you had a uh, birthday post and you said, Cheers to 34, which first of all, looking like a whole damn snack at 34. Meal. Wow. Um, Yeah, yeah, not even. I'm sorry. That was rude. You're a meal, three courses. But in your caption, you said, to be at peace is one of the greatest gifts. And that just really resonated with me. Can you kind of dive a little bit deeper into what that means to you to really be at peace?
1: Um, So I feel like everyone has a story, right? So it's hard sometimes for me to talk about my story because I don't like the vulnerability part of it. I don't want anyone to ever say, oh, you know, like poor little you or listen, my story is rough. You know, I, I, I was born in Venezuela. My dad passed away at ninety 94, 96. We moved in 98, 96 to Miami right after he passed away. You know, it's, it's, it's a huge culture change for me. Stepfather was, you know, I guess he gave me everything that he needed to you know, to be a, in order to be a man to just go through life and just be the guy that I am today, but, you know, you go through all these like, you know, verbal abuse, emotional abuse. Um, you deal with that your whole life. And then even later on in life, you you have relationships that are just very toxic. And, you know, during the time that, you know, we, we were training uh, when you were coming over to Perfield, I, I was going through some hard times there too. You know, I, you know, my relationship was a uh, very emotionally s- stressful and I thought I was happy and I thought that that would be normal that you put yourself through all these different challenges for a relationship in order to maintain it. And I was just, was never happy. I was never happy with, with, The way that I was, because I I I feel that I'm a very true person. I try to not be a hypocrite. I try to just live my truth. So for me to just you know teach a class and have all these have all this baggage in the background, to me it felt fake. So for me to live my truth is to currently now be in a relationship that not only is exactly what I want it to be. Of course, we have our challenges. But you know, I feel good because I don't have to be anybody else. Um, as far as my job, you know, I, you know, there's, I, I've, I've built nine, 10 years of an amazing career with Equinox. And I'm at a place now that I, I, I truly love every aspect of it. For me to come back to Miami, it's like my, my life just did a complete 180. Where you know, I'm sorry, not 183.60, because I legit went what I wanted to do in New York and came back and I'm bringing this lifestyle. Um, and, you know, to have, like you said, you have a beautiful apartment, you have all these beautiful things. And I do to do my job to be rich. That's, that's never been the goal. But to be in a place that you're at least comfortable after the pandemic. Um, it's kind of great. It's really awesome.
0: So your relationship, your job, your career, you feel at peace. You feel like you are where you need to be, who you need to be surrounded by. Is that right? Yep. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I know. And I think hopefully this podcast, I think there's so many things that people can take away from this, but I think just kind of like going after what you want and maybe letting go of some of the things that I've been weighing you down. Um, the things that you've been thinking about, I think um, hopefully they come to fruition taking small steps at a time. It's not an overnight thing. Like you said, it's taken you years to kind of get to where you are today. And um, yeah, no, in, in an amazing place. I think if
1: there's, if there's one thing to take from everything, and this is what I like to teach other people is your challenges make you who you are. It's, it's not the challenges that should be affecting you. It's how you got through them and how are you going to get better? Or how can you use those challenges to better someone else's life? I, I, you know, I, I went to school to help people. I really truly do enjoy helping people. And, you know, when someone can, when, when you can bring out the good in them, for you to bring that energy, that vibe that, you know, I always tell the instructors, I always say, you know, you have to figure out who you are in order for you to teach it. And once you really know who you are and, and, and you, you are the boss of your life, it's it's just, you know, you help so many people along the way, not in just this job, but in anything, in every, any aspect of your life. Because there's going to be assholes out there and there's going to be a ton of assholes, but you always know who those are going to be, you know?
0: And as long as you're secure with who you are that you know those assholes right. affect you just a little bit less those are that was one of the things that honestly yeah. stood out to me when lewis is mentoring me it was just like find your vibe he's like it might it's probably not going to be my vibe it might not be whatever <laughs> yeah. molly day's vibe or yeah. our vibe. he's like take everyone's classes not just mine and kind of figure out what your lane is and i mean i think that's taken a while but i definitely feel like i'm in a, in a more secure place because of it and teaching in boston has been so much fun definitely different than new york but um, and then together is a whole. It's a whole different vibe in itself. I
1: I love Boston. I mean, my boyfriend is from Boston, so I've been going oh. to Boston a lot. Um, Amen.
0: rude, oh. Louis, rude. Hello. <laughs> um, speaking of running, yeah. we do have a run club, so we've got to get you out to one yeah, of our. Yeah, you'll smoke everyone. It'll be amazing. <laughs>
1: you'd be surprised (laughs) it's not the same me running on my own as me running on the treadmill definitely not the same if i put a good mix on a good tune on and i'm in my head i can rip i can rip you know some seven miles per hour six miles like easy non-stop or like you know for a full hour i I get on a treadmill i'm tired after three miles
0: (laughs) i know but this is outside this This is outside you you get led laces right it's hip-hop music it's at night there are people so i don't know trust me when you come oh, wait, back wait, wait, to boston I did see
1: this. you I have did to see come this. the light up shoes yes, yes. Absolutely. i'd like to do that
0: um so please come you and your boyfriend you are whoever. cordially invited yep that'll be the workout <laughs> you guys do and thrive at together yep um but before we say goodbye this has been truly amazing we do have a little game for you of course so Ooh, let's do it for those of you who have not creeped him yet please the sweaty coach or is it just sweaty coach no the
1: sweaty coach
0: sweaty coach so go creep him go look at now you've heard he is a beautiful person to listen to but he's also a beautiful person to look at so this segment is called abs or fads so there's a lot out there we know the internet is a crazy place these days what's true what's a fad um and these are just strictly based based on your opinion yeah yeah Right, okay. so first one, fasted workout, abs or fads? Fads. Do you normally eat before you work out? Yes. What's
1: the go-to? Do you want to, do you want, do you want to know what I eat?
0: Yeah, and I feel like on now I'm on the, the edge th- of th- my freaking seat, Lewis.
1: <laughs> Four eggs, cinnamon raisin bagel, half an avocado, coffee, and two, three glasses worth of water.
0: That sounds really good. Wow, that's what I want right now. Wait, are the eggs hard boiled? Nope. Oh. Scrambled. Okay. All right. He's a scrambled guy. All right. You can't drink alcohol if you want to be fit. Abs are fads.
1: No. That's say that's a everything in moderation, mm-hmm. I'd say. I like that um, I drink I enjoy drinking I'm not gonna go out to a wedding and you know say I'm, I'm not gonna eat that or I'm not gonna drink that or no no put that away you know take away from the moment um, I, listen if, if we're gonna go through these questions I'm gonna say I, I, I'm not a big diet guy I believe in a lifestyle mm-hmm. um, so when it comes down to me and my my habits, Obviously, they're very healthy, but I, I really don't believe in anything out that's out there right now. That's you know, that's called a diet, quote unquote.
0: Agreed. All right, CrossFit, abs are fat. I, I saw that you're getting abs. back into that. Yeah, abs. let's go.
1: I love CrossFit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the hands overhead. I love people. it. Okay, a uh, little I, bit about that. You stepped one away. Yes. Yeah. Huh? You stepped away from it like you did it in the past and then you got back into it recently.
1: So what happened was I, you know, we, we built such an amazing group. Um, we, were, we were working out at CrossFit Solace. And one of my friends, you know, he was like, come CrossFit, come CrossFit, come CrossFit. And I was I really never liked the whole CrossFit world because I, I felt that it was too fast, too quick for someone that just didn't have the knowledge, right? But then I realized, you know what? If, if you really do take your time, you could teach anybody anything. So, you know, I, I started to pull away from that mentality of like CrossFit as a whole and just started to make of it as CrossFit as an actual workout. Um, the workout that we were doing at Solace was more hit than it was CrossFit. Um, so that's why I enjoyed it a lot. For instructors, if you if you if you know your kinesiology, if, if you know your anatomy, if, if you can just, you know, point out when you're doing a deadlift incorrectly or if you're doing something just period incorrectly, then CrossFit is amazing because you know, you can you work around your injuries, you work around everything that you're not technically able to do, and you still have an amazing workout. For me, it was just challenging. It was it was it was cool to have people there that can lift as much as me, that can do more than me and it pushed me to do more
0: i love it somehow so, yeah, leah CrossFit and i have like Abs, found yeah. ourselves in the crossfit community we went to waterpalooza this year yeah. in miami which was freaking amazing hosted our podcast there so if you guys are interested in learning more about crossfit definitely check out some of those episodes yeah. we had steph chung on the other week we had the buttery bros on luke parker so just plug in some of the Did other you episodes. just almost get a concussion from I hitting so. your head like, on the um, microphone
1: yeah so, tried to be sweet, <laughs> swab with it <laughs> all right yeah next. one of my yeah one of my besties, Lulu Faria. You know Lulu. She was in it. It's just, you know.
0: Yeah. They're yeah, amazing, amazing athletes. Um, okay, working out every day. Abs are fads.
1: Working out every day. Does that include Saturday and Sunday? Yes. yes. Um, I don't work out every day.
0: When you take a rest day, like, do you actually sit on the couch or are you like an active rest day kind of guy?
1: Yes. So my boyfriend and I have a joke. His favorite day of the week is Friday. My favorite day of the week is Sunday. Sunday is always Sunday fun day. And I enjoy going out drinking bar hopping and I definitely don't work out. His favorite day is definitely Friday, but he works out on Friday. So I do take one, two days a week where I don't work out or do anything. Um, but then I beat myself up on Monday and do a little bit more than I should be. So back at it again. Now I make up for it. Yeah. yeah.
0: I love it. Um, all right, and then the last one, Leah, what which one do you want to do for the last one? All right. 80-20 rule. I know you touched on it a little bit like uh, when it comes to not saying no to certain things, but do you abide by that like 80-20 rule?
1: Um I try to. Like I said, it's everything's about moderation, right? Like you, we we all know the things that affect your life that you shouldn't be doing. We all know the the meals, the, the food that you shouldn't be having every single day. Am I gonna go to the movies and not enjoy popcorn or not have some chips? Yeah, like I'm gonna go enjoy my time there. I'm gonna enjoy the movie. I'm gonna enjoy my popcorn. It's it's it, when you th- when you think of of our surroundings, if, if we tell our body no, you can't have that. That's equally as bad as you putting yourself through a diet. You know, it, it's it's just as bad. You're, you're, you're depriving your body of something that it really, really wants. So why not have that candy at 2 p.m. when you slightly crave it? That doesn't mean you're gonna have the whole bag of candy.
0: All right, and I guess one more question. What, what kind of candy? <laughs> I have
1: follow-ups. Okay, so I have several, but my favorite <laughs> is jelly beans.
0: Oh, he's a jelly bean guy, yeah, Karen. I know our mom loves jelly beans. We always make that joke on the yeah. podcast. So where like, we have to ration have them for her.
1: So I always have jelly beans in a martini glass on my coffee table, and it's just like a thing that I have. And you know, I just grab a couple here and there, and it just takes away that sweet tooth.
0: Perfect. And then, what's one more? You said i have several i need at least one more from you uh
1: um, I, whenever i crave chocolate i actually have a spoonful of nutella mm. oh love me some nutella
0: mm, now I'm but
1: if you <laughs> yeah, ever look I'm at not, nutella no. as a whole if you ever look at nutella as a whole and what it like like i've seen pictures of like how much sugar it has per jar and i'm like oh yeah okay I maybe yeah. shouldn't be having that but
0: Hey, it's not all about balance. You gotta have a little spice, I think a little Nutella, a little (laughs) handful of jelly beans, whatever it is. Um, Louis, thank you so much for catching up with us. Um, you owe us a trip to Boston and we're going to come to Miami. Um, but before we close out this podcast, um, Louis, please plug yourself. Where can people find you?
1: Um, so as far as my workouts or as far as my IG, Uh, everything. everything.
0: If people want to stop My Instagram.
1: <laughs> my Instagram is Sweaty Coach. Um, if you look up on YouTube, Sweaty Coach, you'll actually find a lot of my workouts during the pandemic. They're still recorded on there. Um, and at Equinox, you'll find me at Brickle, Brickle Heights, Coral Gables, and South Beach.
0: Hey. With that being said, you can tone from home. You can tone from your phone. But all we ask is that, that you don't, don't tone alone. alone. Bye, guys. <laughs>